You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. It's like all of a sudden I forgot what I was going to say. I know, yeah, you get into the rhythm. Uh, yeah, and uh, this week we're uh, catching up with uh, El Royale, uh, Bad Times yep. at the El Royale, and uh, First Man. Right. And uh, leading into, uh, we're really kind of getting close to the end of the year, even though that seems like a strange thing to say on November 1st. Oh, it's November 1st, so it's the end of the year. But after uh, this week... You're going to get crazy. It's it's probably going to get... This is the time of year you go nuts because you've got so many things to see and watch before you got to put your ballots in. Yeah, everything is happening. So the Critics' Choice Awards this year, (laughs) since uh, we mentioned that, is back to like normal schedule yeah because last year it was super early it was early and that was not good it just didn't work out they figured <laughs> that out i mean i think it was i think it was fine uh for the show yeah and i think they're okay with that um i th- i think as i understand it that the critics choice has like moved again now and it's uh i want to say it's back on the cw now oh yeah because it was on man they're just trying to find a groove right i don't know they're, it was on something else yeah. i don't know but anyway yeah. uh the way that the show is now, and I don't know if it's because of the move or not, I think having it early worked out fine. And I think having it early was kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Um, Just because you get, uh, there's more time between that and the Oscars and everything. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just more interesting if they're all not, right on top of each yeah, other or whatever. I agree. So it's more like, uh, I want to say it's January 17th, but I oh wow. I could be wrong yeah. on that. It's yeah. it's right around there, though, It back where it usually is right in the middle of January somewhere. Right. Uh, that's where it was for years and years. Yeah. Um, so at least it won't be as horrible, right? Because yeah. last year was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> last yeah. year was <laughs> last year was so bad. I think one of the things that might have uh, kicked it off was, um, and I don't think there's anything that compares this year. But last year, the Star Wars movie <laughs> would not let critics see it. Right, right. <laughs> wouldn't let any any critics see it yeah. early. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, you had to have nominations in mm-hmm. before anyone was allowed to see it. Right. right. <laughs> even, didn't they make a special rule that you could critics. do it after? Um, Wasn't that didn't so they petition? It, it got added yeah. as a nominee yeah. after the fact before the awards happened. But you know, the Critics' Choice. I, I mean, not that it needs to be the Critics' Choice um, because everyone has like special effects categories and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, they have like sci-fi movie and you know the critics choice has more awards that it could possibly win without having to be best picture right or something like that right so it, it all just turned out kind of weird um so yeah anyway this week uh we have to go back kind of to uh el royale yeah. and uh first man which uh, got a weird amount of attention when it was at Toronto because of the flag. The whole flag. And whatever. <clears throat> yep. And uh, yep. which I thought was kind of hilarious. And and somehow it became this thing. And I'm not sure why this would become a thing exactly or who you are in your strange political views of the world. But they don't have like a scene of Neil Armstrong like planting a flag yeah. or they don't like show the flag on the moon or whatever. Yeah. And I mean. That riled people up. To be fair, they don't show much on the moon. Right. And, and like if you watch this movie and this movie is all you had to go on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You could reasonably think that Neil Armstrong uh, stepped onto the moon, said his line. <laughs> Walked around for like maybe five minutes. Right. It got back on and went home. And then, yeah. Just like <laughs> and, we did it. Yeah. And that's not what happened by like a long shot. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so it is weird that if that's what I could see if they had him do everything else. Yeah. Like to a painstaking degree. And right. Took like 
25 minutes out of the movie to show him walking around collecting samples, right, whatever yeah. the hell. Looking for going, a good rock. Hitting a golf ball right. and, you know, whatever. And then also <laughs> did not show the flag scene. Then, right. Then I'd say, hey, right. maybe you're kind of doing that on purpose and trying to say something about right, it. Right. But, I mean, he, like, Imagine he, the he flip jumps side. out. He jumps out. He jumps back in. Right. He goes home. Imagine the flip side is they only show like 35 seconds. And instead of the long panoramic stare we get, we he just, just stare he just, at the flag. He just puts a flag in and then leaves. And we're like, yeah, America, you know? Yeah, yeah oh, that, that would be good. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, when it was at Toronto, it was weird. Yeah. Um, they got political somehow sure. in, a, in a very strange way. Um, and and it's it's such a weird thing to mention about a movie. I mean, first right. of all, everyone, ev- no one who talked about it actually saw it. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> like Trump wasn't at Toronto. Right. Seeing <laughs> Having it. A and seat. it's like a yeah. couple of days later, you know, like somebody saw it and told somebody <laughs> who knows. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but before we jump into the movies, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of TV shows, mm-hmm. just because there's uh, more TV shows, but uh, two uh, Netflix shows, yeah, uh, because uh, er- a lot of people are talking about them, yep, and uh, they're both pretty cool and weird and scary in their own way, and they're both good, yeah. Uh, so there's. The Haunting of Hill House, everyone's talking about. It's been out for a while, yeah. but it's it's long. There's lots of episodes of it. Yeah. So, um, but everyone has been talking about it, and it is like bizarrely good. And and I don't like horror, and it's not say. exactly horror ish. It's like it's kind of accidentally horror right. because it's <laughs> about ghosts, right? And it's right. about. It's about creepy stuff that happens at this house, and it's about ghosts, and it's about um, it, it's about the nutty mother, and you know, crazy stuff that happens, and little kids get killed, and right. there's ghosts all over the place in this house. <laughs> I'm not even exactly sure if there is a story uh, like in the, I guess, overall world building right of mm-hmm. this show. <clears throat> if there is a story about why this house is is like you know is it yeah, right. built over an Indian burial ground? Did <laughs> yeah. a meteor hit it? Or, right, you know right. who knows? <clears throat> uh, some saint dropped dead on that land at some point. I don't right. know. But anyway, it's just this house is full of all these ghosts. But it's not really like it's more like it's just unnerving and it's like unsettling and it's. You know, kind of creepy, but yeah. it's not like a horror movie, like you know, boo, and you're scared. Right, right. I I think that there's stuff that in in a sense you would say, yeah, it was scary, but you'd have to explain that. You know, yeah. it's it, it is there is like stuff that will, you know, I don't know, make you feel weird. Right, right. <laughs> but it's not like uh, you know, people aren't getting slashed up. Or right, it's not as gory. Or, it's more more. Cerebral, but it's but it's really good. And what is really good about it, and so I don't know, maybe that would be what makes it really bad for some people. Yeah, (laughs) some people right now really just want to see is that it has uh, it is like this weirdly awesome story about like loss and grief and Mm -hmm. and and I don't know like being connected to other people and just all this, it, all the stuff that's going on. There is a crazy amount of stuff going on yeah. in the show and it is, uh, it's really awesome. Yeah. I know a lot of people loving it on the internet. Now, uh, <clears throat> there is kind of like a duality, right? Okay. To the comments <laughs> on the show, either you love the ending or you really hate the ending and you're don't really pissed it. off. Right? Yeah. Don't no, I'm not going to say what the ending is. Um, and you know, it's, it's not like a surprise. There's yeah. not like a, oh my God, it was all a dream or, right. you, know, <laughs> you know, there's right. not like a crazy thing that goes on at the end, but there's just, you know, what happens at the end and it's not some, you know, big reveal or shocking thing or whatever, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, the, the chatter on the internet, especially fans, mm-hmm. right? And because critics don't say, oh, I hated yeah. the ending or something <clears throat> right. of a whole series. Not often, right? yeah. Uh, but people either kind of love the ending or hate the ending. And it is, there. you know, there's 
I think the people who hate the ending like wanted something like serious and crazy to happen right. or right. something like they wanted like this big payoff because it's kind of a slow moving thing, right? Yeah. And it's all the these kids who grow and it, and the show jumps back and forth in time like a lot, mm-hmm. right? And you're you're with these kids now that they're all grown up. One of the kids basically wrote a book about growing up in this house yeah. and all the crazy things that happened. And when we when we jump to like I guess the present, um, he you know he wrote a book about it. He's an author, and there's kind of a thing where you know his he doesn't actually believe it though. He doesn't believe any mm-hmm. of the haunting stuff or the ghosts or anything like that. But he wrote this book sort of like he does and his sister calls him on it and says, you never even (laughs) believed any of this. Right. And here you are making all this money and having the autograph signing and crap and you're a big fraud. Right. Because you don't even believe it. But it did really happen. Right. So you better wake up. Yeah. Um, But then we, you know, jump back to seeing them when they're kids and and their crazy mom and stuff and, you know, whatever. Uh, But it, it seems like people who complain about it after you go through this whole like slow boil tension thing, you know, they want some like big payoff at the end. And there's right. not really, there, there's not, <laughs> there's, a, not <clears throat> there's not a big, yeah. you know, it's not what they huzzah, want. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> now this happened. Yeah. Anyway, but it's really, really good. So uh, check that one out. The other one is, um, you know, I don't even remember <laughs> the oh. exact title of it, yeah. but it's the Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. But it's called like the Curious. Yeah, it's got a weird. It, I don't know the Curious Adventures of Sabrina or whatever it is, but it's got some like weird chilling adventures. Yeah, of yeah, Sabrina. the chilling right. adventures <laughs> of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, and uh, for people who watch Riverdale. Which right. it's supposed to be like they talk about Riverdale yeah. the show. Same They're uni- in Greendale. Universe, right. We're uh, supposedly in the same <laughs> universe, although that makes Riverdale like a weirder show. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Little did you, you know, know what they're happening you can next hop door. Over right. <laughs> one yeah. town. And they talk about it That's like funny. it like it's right there. Right. It's not down They talk the about how they went uh, there's a part way later in the right. show where they mention it and Just it's like, Oh, well, away. we went to Riverdale instead. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to go to the medium-sized town like eight towns over. Right. 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 <laughs> so Next it's like big right town. There. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of it, – it has a similar feel just like in the production. Yeah. Like, you know, so – Sure. So there's that. But it is uh, – it's the really serious version yeah. of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Right. It's uh, all kinds of dealing with the devil, and yeah. uh, in the in the opening of the show, it's about <laughs> to be her sixteenth birthday, where she's supposed to sign her name in the book, right? And basically, like sign her soul over to the devil. Yeah. And there is, you know, if you watch the other show, yeah, uh, the original show, right. where where they, I don't know, they like eighties sitcom, like Melissa it all Joan Hart's out. thing, yeah, 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 right. And uh, and everything is all like oh ho ho witches and spells and right. it's just <laughs> it's just like happy little cat fun time no, right no yeah and the crazy the crazy talking cat um, man this is like the exact opposite of that yeah. uh, except that it's <laughs> it's to the extent that you can still be rated TV fourteen right instead right. of like you know True Blood or or yeah. <laughs> or like all the way to <laughs> right, like craziness funny. right uh, it's not that far. But it's I know some fourteen year olds who probably you, I saw know, somebody want to watch this because it is there is serious stuff and they talk about what I what I really like about the show I I love it it's like a teen show yeah um, but I think it's really great and what I what I really like about it the most is that it just like lays this stuff out yeah right? it just right. goes yeah uh, this is it it's the devil church and right we do <laughs> we <Yep>. do this <laughs> and well yeah we're gonna kill this person right. And, you know, whatever, and it is, it is actually such a cool. I think um, it's such a cool production of taking this character, and then, I mean, she's obviously grown up and known she's a witch, and she's like kind right. of had the idea of everything that's going on. <coughs> her aunts are not like hiding stuff from her right. or whatever, right? So it's not like. Uh, she didn't know anything. Right. It's not and Harry all Potter. All of a sudden, boom. Like, miss this world. The demon. Yeah. Or, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so she knows what's going on, but 
things obviously like escalate exponentially yeah. mm-hmm. in in what she has to deal with and what happens and it's i think it's such a cool version of a character and going well what would she do yeah. and because she does stupid stuff and she does stuff where <laughs> you, where you go what the hell are you doing right but you can't deny that it's honest you yeah. know because people do stupid stuff right <laughs> and people have Especially like, you know, 16 year olds, like right. they have stupid theories about what they think <laughs> right and right. wrong is about. Yeah. And they run with them. Right. Right. And then they find out that led to a not good place. And then yep. you go, mm-hmm. well, I'm 16. And that's yeah. what 16 year olds do. I it, And it's really weirdly honest yeah, about that's how good. that is. When, I mean, obviously, there's no way to be honest about what would a 16-year-old do when they're standing <laughs> in front of the devil. Right. And it's the actual devil. Right, right. <laughs> and, and all this creepy shit. But, it, I don't know, it's really cool. I and saw, it, it's silly and fun. <coughs> I saw a friend post a, a bit ago and just, I, it was so weird because I just, I forgot all about the show. And she just said, uh, you know, mom friends before you put your seven-year-old in front of the new Sabrina, thinking it's the old Sabrina, watch Sabrina with them out of the room. And I saw someone else just say, oh my God, did you put like Carrie in front of it? And she went, yeah, lots of answers and questions to things I'm not ready for. Like, I just thought, I'm like, that's so funny. Like, that's really funny. And it... It is like very serious because the and trailer or even a, an ad for a show doesn't look like Melissa Joan Hart's show. Like, I'm sorry, it, those, you it look at doesn't, those. It doesn't, but it is. I just think it's hilarious. It is kind of a weird mix, especially because not that the show is overly similar to Riverdale, right? But and Riverdale at times is like a little bit serious, but Riverdale yeah. is, you know. Uh, on the CW it's pretty breezy. for regular people, right? right? It's on broadcast television. It's right. got lots right. of rules right. and everything. Uh, and it doesn't have any, you know, supernatural craziness happening or whatever. Right. And and just not only the stuff that happens, because some pretty creepy stuff happens and some scary stuff happens and some of it is dark and weird as hell, right? Yeah. But just the way people talk about stuff. And like, yeah. it's just, well, yeah, I mean, this is, we're doing this. And right. you're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, it, it is, uh, but it doesn't look, you know, start watching it on the surface. It just kind of looks like Riverdale. Right. Like it's some regular show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's uh, really Not. weird and creepy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is... Uh, it, it is a yeah, really, cool. really fun show, and it's you almost, have to you have to be the right age. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think it's kind of fun for anyone. Yeah, or you could be older. Yeah, but you don't want to be younger. <laughs> it's. I know somebody that can tell you all about it. She freaked out. I guess her kid was just like, "What's the devil do?" You know, and she's and, like, what? and the news related to it. Um, it's apparent. It's obviously uh, doing really well because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. But the news about it that I think um, just rocks is that apparently there is a church called the Satanic Temple, yeah. right? And they're suing the show <laughs> for the for I guess like copyright infringement or something yeah. because wow. of a statue of like the goat god that yeah. is the devil right. or whatever, and. You know, allegedly, I have no idea, but right. allegedly, uh, the church has this statue that they they <laughs> claim is like you know an artistic oh. thing, yeah. right? That somebody made right. that the church owns the rights to or whatever, and the one that they use in the show is like too close, like it looks just like it yeah. allegedly, right? And so you stole. That thing, Our God. Like, like you can't, uh, you know, I don't know, start making your own statue of, right. you know, David, right, right, and right, then, and, and then make it too close, and then say this is, <laughs> right, this is just some other thing, man. And I'm like, but, but does that, like, can you own a the god. copyright to the <laughs> image of a god? Yeah, I no. mean, if you supposedly. No, this is whatever yeah, it right. is. I mean, that's awesome. You know, once somebody, you know 
carves Thor, right. and that becomes right. what people think Thor looks like, then mm-hmm. can you never right. use Thor again? or what? I Can don't you know. imagine was... having a bunch of angry Satanists after you, though? Exactly. Like, they're coming for you legally first, but maybe <laughs> That's hocus right. pocus. You like, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know what's up with We're, I don't know if we should advertise we're Satan-friendly, <laughs> but <you> know, <laughs> we don't want to mod for us. That would be bad. Uh, anyway. So uh, on to actual movies. So we got to get to uh, the El Royale. The El Royale. Uh, it's fun. first, it's and funny. it it seems like forever. Ago I just kept I, for for so long. I mismanaged and maligned it because I couldn't remember because I'd made so many jokes. It is bad times at the El Royale, right? And in my mind, I was saying bad night at the El Royale, good right. times at the El Royale, bad bad. E- you know, I did everything except bad time, and I just just like. Shootout at the OK Corral, you know, like it was yeah. everything that was coming to my mind, and then I just started saying Theo Royale, right? You right. know, because I knew that part. Because you just, I got you that right. To, right. You know, yeah. I got it. So, uh, so okay, so we got to be quick uh, <laughs> through these movies, especially because uh, yeah. First Man we might actually talk about for a while. I don't know yeah. uh, exactly what your impression of that movie are, but. Yeah. But it's popular and it's big and it's going to get a fair amount of attention yeah. and it's probably going to get a Best Actor nomination. Yeah. So I suppose we should talk about it. Yeah. Right? Um, El Royale, on the other hand, um, has cool people in it, but uh, to just, <laughs> but it's not uh, going to get nominated for anything. That's no, probably not. that's my prediction. I'm throwing that you're, out you're there getting it, right yeah. now. Um, so just to throw out our, our ratings out. I had a lot of uh, trouble rating this one. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Right. Time I, has been good to it. But I loved it in theory. Yeah. Like, I wanted it to be good, like, so hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And it is there. You can't mistake like the comparison uh, of the feel of like a Coen Brothers movie, right? It's right. got this, it's got this feel. And I think when we left uh, and we talked about just like a little bit, I think you even said like there's sort of a Coen Brothers Tarantino yeah. like mashup happening. Yeah. So it's like part Coen Brothers movie and it's uh, part like the hateful eight yeah. kind of thing because it, it it feels like if you just saw The Hateful Eight right. and then you saw this, you'd be like, is this all movies do now? <laughs> right. Like this is what pe- that... Yeah. People show up at a place. Like yeah. This, so there, there is this whole like everyone goes to this one place kind of thing yeah. uh, that's very similar to that. And it's also similar in the sense that we get a bunch of like everybody's story and how they got there. And so we run into that. But then also stuff happens in a way that feels very Coen Brothers. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. It's a it's a wonky thing, and I love the Coen Brothers, and I think I could be wrong, but yeah. I think I love all of their movies. Uh, that, that yeah. There could be a movie that <laughs> we talked about at, this at briefly some point. Too. There could be a movie that I was like, eh, whatever. Right. That's the bad and, one, and but... it's not great. But I really like their movies, uh, and I like. When I like Tarantino, Mm -hmm. I tend to really like him. I didn't love The Hateful Eight. Yeah. uh, But when I like his stuff, I tend to really like him. The the only difference between him and the Coen brothers is that I can really not like his movies, too. So so it goes either way. But uh, in this one, anyway, um, it was tough because there was so much about this movie that I wanted to like. And not to spoil things, but... um, we may talk in more detail later, but there's a part where a guy gets killed in this, in this movie mm-hmm. that I was like, Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Like it would like to have, well, the, we'll have to, cause I need to know which guy, uh, which to have to have the part where he dies yeah. right there. You know, that's brave at least. Right. Even if it's not, even if it's not a great decision, yeah. it, you know, whatever. Anyway, so at the end of the day, though, all I could suck back Uh-oh. into this one... I'm off on this. Uh, ...was to give it a two and a half. Oh, wow. I'm really off on that. <laughs> because I just... I still couldn't... Uh, yeah, you really, I couldn't really, like really it. hated it. I couldn't like it anymore. Yeah. And there was so much about it that I thought, A, was either really stupid, yeah. right? Or B was so pretentious and 
thought it was so clever when it was doing something that it was actually uh, doing something stupid at the yeah. time. But it just kept like strutting around, going, "Look how cool yeah. this is that I'm <laughs> yeah. doing it," and it and it would make you keep looking at it, right? <laughs> it, right. It would make it keep happening at you because yeah. it would. Uh, you'd get a scene of the movie, and and this happens. Uh, this happens a lot where. I feel like there's a lot going on in this movie and I should just let you say your rating, but I feel, you know, you see things, you see the same thing from a different person's perspective Mm -hmm. and you go through the same part. And I feel like this is a movie made by somebody who doesn't understand why that's good in other movies. Right. Because what what you end up with in this movie is a scene that's kind of stupid and then you have to watch it three times. Right. Right. It's like, how'd that help me? Right. Right. That's right. Anyway. Uh, so that's that's what I gave it. I I was you were you were more angry at it. At you it. were more angry at it than I. And it, it comes in at just under two and a half hours. And I I mean this is old stuff for us. I feel like you shave forty five minutes off this, and this goes up three or four stars. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, I don't have a problem with. I I like you. I actually love the setup of the film. I like the idea of this hotel. That, or this facility that is actually on the state line. Right, and the right. joke that they milk for it, which is, well, charges are different this, if you're on that side of the room because that's California. This, half of the this room, is Nevada. This half of the room, you can gamble. <clears throat> and even, right. And, and even, even the joke of like things are more expensive, you know, why? And he's like, well, California. You know, I just, I love <laughs> yeah. all the small things, but the stuff about it that I love are, it, it, it seems like really hard to get angry at it. I love the cast, I love the characters, I like the story. I like the setting. I like the volatility that when you put these people, I like the secrecy. I like how eventually, I like mostly the secrecy. I like how most people have something that is hidden to them and they're only showing it in the metaphor of like behind the door in the room. And then when you realize the El Royale is outside of just a hotel, then it makes it more interesting to me. I love that development. I just hated how bored I felt and how distracted the film was with its own genius to waste all the great minutes and scenes that happen with 20 or 30 minutes of stuff that is totally irrelevant in between them all. Right. My rating now of the film, because I don't have to see it, and we saw it a couple of weeks ago, is much higher because I'm not enduring it. And <laughs> right. sitting there and going, God, now get to it. Right. Now it's pretty good. Now I'm like... You know, I'm like six and a half. I'm like kind of having fun with it, right. but I have to remember what I felt when I walked out. Because you're only thinking back. I'm on the only good remembering parts. the hits yeah. that I. Re- and if I could watch it, I'd be like, oh, let's just fast forward thirty minutes because right. nothing happens. Right. You get this song and dance of stuff, and there's definitely a big chunk of the film that's dedicating to an outcome. I don't believe, right? You know, and that's and that's too bad because they really invest stuff in it. But it it's funny the reason that. The reason that that happens is to kick the action along. And I'm like, you should have done that 20 minutes ago. So I'm at four and a half. Like open you know, that. I'm, I'm at just below average, which really sucks because everything about it is really good and at times really fantastic, but just so weirdly mismanaged because, I, yeah, when we talked about it briefly, I just felt like, Drew Goddard, who, when I look at his IMDb stuff, he's done a lot of stuff I like. Right. You know, and it was funny when we left the theater that night and you're like, that name is so familiar, but I'm so dumb right and now. And he's like lost. Right. When, when, when I went guy, home, yeah. The Martian was on. Yeah, yeah. And it was ending and it was like, you know, by Drew Goddard. And I went, right. son of a bitch. Like, there <laughs> right. we go. Um, but it, it was, it's weird. It's one of those films that made me frustrated with it. Like, yeah. I actually, it turned me against it. Because by the time all the really cool and charismatic, even bad people start doing their cool charismatic dialogues and monologues, I'm out. Right, right. Like you you just poisoned everything that was really fun about it. And then I got irritated at it because it would do a scene that I'm like, well, now I'm back in because that was so good. I'm having fun with you again. Oh, wait, 20 minutes later, I'm like almost asleep and pissed off again. Like, just do it. So. Yeah, so I think that uh, I think that that's exactly the problem. And I guess I don't know. I guess I just hated the stuff that I hated more than a little bit more. I think probably what would happen if we picked apart the whole movie, like scene by scene, right? Right. We would hate the same stuff. I think so. And right. like the same stuff. Right. 
It's just that I hated it more. And I really hated, um, I, so I loved the setup. Yeah. Right. But I loved the setup a lot more in theory than what I actually had to watch. Yeah. Especially with uh, John Hamm. Yeah. I really hated everything about the whole setup of John Hamm's character. And they they all show up to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And um, we get like our weird variety of characters. And we've got, he is the, uh, you know, I don't even know what. He's the it's like vacuum, a vacuum salesman. Salesman. Yeah. yeah. And he's got his big cases. And then we have uh, we have the girl who just kind of screams her car into the parking lot and jumps right. out and we've got like the priest and we've got the singer yep. and I think that and like the bellboy I think that one of the real things about the movie that I ended up having a problem with is it felt like a movie by someone who you know is a huge Coen Brothers fan mm-hmm. right but and, and so knew like the pieces that he could do. So you make the weird hotel. You've got kind of the story right. of the craziness of the hotel, and then you've got the story of why some people showed up and right. how some people maybe sort of accidentally showed up because mm-hmm. it just happens to be a place that's close by. Yeah, that uh, doesn't get a lot of business anymore right. or something. And then you've got, uh, you know, you, you have a couple of people who are there for very specific reasons to do very specific things and other people who just kind of happen to be there. Yeah. And then we've got all their stories, right? Yeah. And so we'll tell their stories and we'll show how they got here and we'll show how they interact with each other now and why. Yeah. Except that there was there was no one going but is that an interesting story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. the more we had the background, uh, like there would be um, there, you know, I wanted more of some of the background. Right. And I hated the other. Right. The too much that we got. Right. Yeah. And so especially uh, the girls have this whole cult leader yeah. thing going on. And every time we see the, the flashbacks to them getting involved. It's so it's a girl and her sister yeah. and the girl basically kidnaps her sister from the cult leader guy and runs to this hotel and has her, you know, hog tied and (laughs) stuck in the trunk. Right. And, and then we, we see the flashbacks of, uh, who's, is it, uh, Chris Hemsworth or, yeah. Uh, and he is like the weird cult leader guy. And every time we flash back to the beginnings of his, his and their story I hated every second of it yeah and i actually just really hated him yeah and it was i, I don't know i feel like it was about equal i i hated his character because it was just so stupid it was it was so it it was like a person who you know grew up rich in new york writing some story about people in the hood yeah and go, I feel like they're like this. <laughs> and they say these things. Right. And this is how they talk and whatever. It just, it was so, it was so weirdly painted. Yeah. Right. And it was such a, it, he was such a strange guy. People who followed him were so weird. The setting that we have them in was so weird. Yeah. It got to the point where it was so weirdly put together that when she calls him, you're like, how is she calling him? Right, he lives in the field. This place, right? right. <laughs> like, he lives where you already showed who's me. Who's he like, calling? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But every time they went back to yeah. to that, I I just hated it all, and and then ultimately, I still don't know why I was watching it. Like, yeah. what was actually interesting about that? Yeah. Except uh, there had to be some reason that he then showed up mm-hmm. later, and he's like a bad person or something. And right. I'm like. You could break your sister out of a lot of different places where somebody could show up <laughs> right. or or whatever, you know. Yeah. And it would end up being a lot more interesting than that. He was and he was such a weird guy. So I think I think it was split though. Like I hated the character, mm-hmm. but I also hated him playing yeah. that character. <laughs> yeah. Like I really didn't like I, I didn't like him. Yeah. And I 
it's not that I don't like him usually. Right. Um, but, I mean, he's okay. He plays like he's, superhero people. Right. Ba- people who yeah. are buff. Right? right. That's right. That's him. That's his uh, agenda of playing people. And he is, I mean, not to overly uh, bash on a person for no reason. Right. Right. <clears throat> but he's not, for me anyway, he's not like buff Tom Hardy, who All right. is like a buff person who's an awesome actor, right? right? He's just a guy who's buff and looks good. Like, right. I yeah. have, I've yeah. never seen him in anything where I was like, wow, like he can act, right? Yeah. And in this, he's got to act to yeah. a right. fair degree. Right. And, and I didn't buy any of it. It's <laughs> almost like the scenes where they do all the cult stuff, you know, it, it, it just seems like Goddard just showed up and was like, okay, I know over there is Tarantino and these scenes are Cohen. This is David Lynch. I want you to wiggle and we right, all creepy. Right, right. Do whatever you want. And he's like, all right. And, and I actually, I, I don't feel thing, as strongly about him as you do. I, I like him in things that I've seen him in. And, you know, if if I had to say, you know, oh, he was great in Ghostbusters, then I'm trying too hard. You know, I'm really defending him too much. But I, I, find, I find that he's just fine in the roles that he's been in that I liked. But there's a shade here of maybe punching up a bit where he's not quite where he should be for this role or I, drew goddard was like, like just be as creepy just, as you want yeah i think that uh, drew goddard said just it doesn't matter right basically because it's gonna fit in this weird but, movie you but know? see in this uh, that was the thing that bothered me like uh, the most is that we have him and being in this role because if you're gonna have this role you have to have somebody who yeah. is actually really charismatic Right. right, and not only do I not think that he's really charismatic. I mean, I guess apart from the fact that he's good looking, and that's just like instant charisma. Charisma, yeah, right, right. But the more we saw of him leading this group of cult people, mm-hmm. the more I was like, no one's following him. <laughs> like he's he's <laughs> yeah. not he's not my cult leader, yeah, right? right? Like nobody's going. Well, that's a metaphor yeah, for the day's times, the man. Cult leader, yeah, right? Right. You got to have an actor who is. Right, who, oozing who, who that just charisma, can, who just right. can pull that off, who can just like look at you across the fire, right? And you're like, oh, he's so cool, yeah. and and says all these, you know, gives this like goofy speech, uh-huh. and people are gonna go, he's like saying words, I don't care what they are, yeah, right, you know, right. <laughs> you know or whatever, right. I don't know, but I, I I didn't like him in it to begin with, I yeah. guess, and and it's just I think that part of it, probably some people are gonna be. Uh, pretty interested in some of these backstories of people. Yeah, sure. And some of them were interesting, but even the interesting ones, like the singer, right? Yeah. I thought her backstory was pretty interesting, but it doesn't, like, if this was a Coen Brothers movie, right, right. It, it would matter. Right. It would, like, get you somewhere, and not somewhere like you're at the end and they're being held hostage, like, mm-hmm. spoiler, and it's, like, sing. Right. Like, that's not... Uh, that's not a thing right, right? like right. there there was none of the people uh, apart from uh, you know John Ham kind of because he has to be there to kick everything off right and uh you know the bank robbery floorboard thing mm-hmm. right that one was okay especially because even though we watched the robbery right and it was kind of awful. <laughs> it was really awful. But we didn't go back to it like four or five times. Right. And we didn't have that to was see, good. we didn't have to see like his, you know, <laughs> whole true. life story or That's whatever. True. Yeah. It just was like, this is this my is the excuse robbery. for why I'm here. And yeah. here's the robbery. And here's how mm-hmm. uh, somebody got stuck at the hotel and he got caught. And so now we know what happened. Yeah. But it didn't like have to go on and on about it. Right. And I feel like the other ones, like the singer and um, the whole cult thing, mm-hmm. I think it was like, we know there's no actual point to this backstory, so we're going to say it a lot more. Right. <laughs> and, right. Like, and then you'll go, oh, look at what a great story that is and how it all comes together. And now I'm okay with the fact that it's meaningless. I'm okay with stuff that happens like that for reasons that serve the story. And, and I could see the argument that this served the story. But I also think that if, especially in writing, if you can say it in one sentence, you don't take a page. Right. Unless you really just want to, wow, we, you know, with all my, look at my writing skills. Look how great I am. You know, there's, 
there's an idea here when I was, I thought about the film a little bit after and I just thought, you know, why, if you cut up a bunch of stuff and we, when we were walking out, I'm like, I could take 20 minutes off right here. Like right. that's an, that's a scene that doesn't need to happen. And I feel like I could do that two or three times. So I could shave an hour off just by simple edits. It's weird to complain the way that we have about it and then put forward an idea that I want more of it. Like this might've been really good as like a 10 episode series yeah, where, with, yeah. with cliffhangers where I could see and, the cliffhangers. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I, we get I this really story like this time, you know, theory. I do too. I like so much of it. Cause we theory. were on it. I, I like this whole thing very much. And as far as I know, I'm not suggesting that there's any, um, plagiarism here, but as far as I know, maybe Drew Goddard wrote this thing 20 years ago before right, the hateful right. eight and all these things that we now look at it and be like, you just released this at the wrong time. If this has been on a shelf somewhere in a production office, I get that too. Maybe this is one of the things that first got him in, into you know Hollywood. But still, somebody has to look at this and take another pass and be like, okay, some audiences are so annoyed with the Bruckheimer kind of flashbang storytelling. We want something meaty. Okay, we can give you that. But right. we also want it like Tarantino-ish, but we can't get him because he's only doing one more movie. Like... Okay, well, I got this script. You know, right, right. it'll kill you if you land if it falls on you. But I just feel like all the problems we had were actually so weirdly manageable, and yeah. because that they weren't, I have to decide that they were purposeful. And if that's the purposeful story you're telling me, I think you could have done better. And I, I think too, one of the problems and one of the reasons I hated it more than you is that it, it's got so many different ways to fix it. It's not yeah. just, it's not just that. Uh, this scene is way too long because right. you think you're awesome and want like this six minute scene yeah, of something right. that takes a minute maybe and you just keep doing it at me. Yeah. And it's got other scenes that it's like, get rid of that scene altogether yeah. and boom, you can cut all this out of the movie. But also, if this movie just weren't so in love with itself. It is. It is very self-reverent. If it with. didn't, like, this movie, like, comes at you like, it thinks it's, you know, like Gosford Park or something. <laughs> like, it's... Like it, it it's does uh, kind of, yeah. it, it's so showy and it's so there's so many scenes where we just stare at what's happening, even though yeah. that kind of doesn't make sense because that's what you do hundred no, percent of the time. Right. But no, but there's this, so much yeah. of this movie where you just are forced to stare at what's happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like a guy holding up the fishy cot or something. Yeah. And like making you no, but really look at it. Yeah. Like look at it. Yeah. And, and it goes on and on. Yeah. If this movie were made by somebody else, who did almost everything the same, right? But just didn't same characters, take everything location. so seriously, yeah. right? Especially, there is a weirdness to how serious you're taking it, and you have to put it, you have to make that work in your mind with things like uh, the girl hits the guy over the head with the bottle with like a second notice. Mm -hmm. For what seems really like no reason, an innocuous suspicion at, at of least nothing. The, the yeah. way that they, right. the way that they have it edited together, and right. what you actually see happen, yeah, like from her perspective, right. Like if she was you, right. sure, but yeah. she's not you. Right. Looking at every angle or whatever, right. And then you have, you know, the sister, like blows away the, the guy, yeah. like like doesn't even like she's got him, right. And, you know, I mean, she's got him, like, standing there in the crosshairs, mm -hmm. and she hasn't killed, like, 50 or 60 other people that we know about. Right. But then she just shoots him. Right. And you're like, what the hell right. and that's going and that's, on there? And they need right. to do it because they have to show what's behind the mirror. Right. You know? And I'm but like, they I don't, get it, but that's they don't really build you clumsy. Into getting yeah. it. Like, he doesn't even, like, grab for his other gun right. Right. or, or yep. do anything. Like, he's just standing there. just standing there. there. Right. And you're like, well, wait a minute, because right. you know, once you're you're being so flashy and serious about everything else that's happening, right? And then you get with the whole singing and the rhythm mm -hmm. of the hammering and stuff, and yeah. like now all of a sudden, like, is this an episode of Scooby Doo? Man, I like, like there's that so too. many things yeah. that are weird, and I don't not like that either. No, I, li I uh, yeah, like I I think that's actually cool. Yeah. I don't think it works in this movie yeah. with the atmosphere that we've made right. surrounding it. You yeah. know that that's a great scene from a different movie. Yeah, 
that is not taking itself as seriously. And yeah. then Chris Hemsworth at the end comes in and he's like standing in front of the fire and it's like right. he's practically in a scene from the doors. <laughs> yeah. And it's and, and yeah. it's kind of goofy. Yeah. And you're like, but wait, you can't be goofy in this right. movie, right? So right. there's there's so much just kind of pulling everything apart. It, it, it's totally irrelevant. I just forgot it until you said the fire. I hate the end. I hate oh, yeah. the, the end. end, the is, end. The end I'm like, awful. you. people would not do what they did when they left. I mean, sure, you, if you there's money, you grab money, but you don't, I'm not going to ruin it fully. But I just, I was like, I hate it when movies do that. They pretend that this MacGuffin, which isn't a MacGuffin, but it's now identified it, you know, you just, ah, this is irrelevant. We just destroy right, right, it or right. leave it or sell it. I'm like, no, that's actually why there's a lot of blood in the floor. Like, you right. make sure that's coming with you. I just, I hate that stuff. And yeah. movies do it a lot because they're like, uh, our character's noble now. To right. hell with you. Right. Well, There's so no the movie has to end where this tape did not come out. Right. Because the tape did not come out. The, right. Because so we, we live in the to, world. So we have to yeah. have them yep. do that. And you're like, oh, no. That bums me out. All right. We got to anyway. uh, jump over to First Man. So uh, First Man, right. we got Ryan Gosling is Neil Armstrong. Uh, and he's in Damien Chazelle. He's again. going to the moon. And it's basically like a, it's like a not quite biopic. In a way, yeah. I mean, right. it is a biopic because it's just about him. Yeah. It's not, it's not the mission, and that's why it's called First Man right. because it's about him. Right, and it focuses basically exclusively on him, and the only other people are the people that we get to through him, sort of. So right. we, you know, we see his wife, and we got lots of scenes with that, and it's all his experiences, and it goes back quite a ways. Yeah, and so it's like doing test flights in various things, and then trying to get accepted to uh, the Gemini program, yep. even though they say Gemini and Gemini crazy. That drove me nuts because <laughs> they said it more than twice, yeah. but not ten times, and I'm like. Hey, asshole. They said it like all the time. It's like putting Capricorn in front of them. They go Copernican. And, <laughs> and I'm like, was, I want to punch you. It was like, so weird. Um, yeah, that drove me nuts. That but, was a weird thing. But uh, anyway, Gemini. Uh, uh, I guess I, I don't know if somebody somebody got something from NASA and said, no, that's how we pronounced it. Yeah. And then everyone said, okay, well, then we'll like, pronounce it like tapes, that. Right, we have to so, do it. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. But it, it, it was strange. It but was it's weird. his whole life through all these stages and then finally actually getting to the moon and it's uh, oh no this went wrong and right. he saved the day just the last second and you know whatever and then you've got all these other astronauts um, and the 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 one one of the things I like about the movie I was gonna say the one thing I like but that's uh -oh. not true because I didn't like yeah. hate it or anything yeah I was but, like uh oh that's bad but one of the things that I liked about it uh, was that you got a uh, a real feel for just how many people like got whacked. You don't, yeah, right. you don't go to school and learn history and learn. He was on the moon and everyone goes, uh, who's the first man on the moon. Okay. Neil Armstrong. Okay. Who are all the people that died? Right. Nobody <laughs> and you does go, that. I don't yeah. know any of those people. Right. And, and a lot of people yeah. had bad stuff happen. Right. And you know, watching this movie, not that this is uh, relevant to anything, just my weird, uh, my weird takeaway from the movie, you watch this movie and this is a long, long, long time ago, right? Yeah. And you see all the things that they do and all the stuff. It would be interesting if they had a little bit more math uh, in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the movie yeah. um, because they start talking about rocket propulsion and math and they have to go to these things and they just yep. show them being sleepy. Right. And then they cut to something else and go, oh, just realize that they did a lot of that, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't actually get yeah. it. But watching this movie and watching these rockets that they're in and the planes that they're in at first, like the supersonic planes, and mm -hmm. he you know, gets out of the atmosphere and, and then like uh, the Gemini program and the various things they do where they go out and just test and see if they can do this thing. And you look at all the rockets they're in and they're, you know, like a 10-year-old could build that in your backyard, yeah. right? And yeah. it looks so horrible. And all I could think is like, you know, why can't I take a taxi to the moon by now? <laughs> Like, right, right. We have come so far. Like, they and, don't have barely computers <coughs> yeah, right. at, at all. Yeah. Right? They don't, they don't have, like, everything is freaking analog. They're, like, flipping switches right. on the thing. I'm like, who would get in a rocket right, right now? 
Who yeah. would get in any rocket where like you flipped a switch right. and that was supposed to do something? And it doesn't have lights all the time. It's just a switch. <laughs> right. Like, there's it's no light that says I'm engaged or disengaged. And, there, and there's, there's nothing that happens yeah. that tells you that it works. And right. there's one part where the thing goes wrong. And, yeah. and there, uh, there's one big scene where stuff really goes wrong. And there's no way to know what's going wrong. Right. Like there's no right. readout. There's right. no, 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 there's yeah. no nothing. No computer there, tells you this is offline. Just a, yeah. I got the stick doesn't work anymore. I right. flipped this button. Did it do anything? I don't know. <laughs> right. And it's funny because you watch him in this and he goes through a bunch of stuff and it's like he flips these switches like back and forth a couple of times and you're like, you might actually do that. Right. If that's yeah. what's going on because yep. who knows? Like, right. I'm like, God, that is so long ago. Yeah. And now we have computers to right. the nth degree yeah. like from this and we have it's like th- siri like, tell me what that why button does, can't i know? go to mars yeah. like on holiday right how have we not progressed right. at all right since building uh flying to the moon in an erector set i mean it was yeah. it was nuts yeah. anyway uh so just my crazy takeaway but uh just to get into the movie I left this movie, and for me, it was... I had some serious problems with it, and I had some weird problems with Ryan Gosling, who I usually like quite a bit. But this movie, for me, was like perfect seven. This was yeah. like the absolute <laughs> That's what I had sevenest yeah. of, yep. <laughs> of movies. It was, uh, it was good enough that you didn't have a lot to complain about, and there was interesting stuff that happened, I guess. I feel like at the beginning of making this movie, somebody should have asked, you know, who cares? Yeah. Because I was like, this is something that maybe people should care about. And you made me watch a movie about it and like tried to well disabuse me of that even, idea. Even, <laughs> like, even off that one step further, you know, I, I get it. There's a story here that isn't, hasn't been told by Ron Howard or from the Earth to the Moon series. I, I get it because I haven't seen, doesn't mean that it isn't out there. But I haven't seen a lot of stuff dedicated to Neil Armstrong and all the stuff that was going on in his life. So, okay, let's let's do that and let's focus on Neil and use him as the avatar for the experience that we're going to go through. Make it interesting. Right. Make it exciting. I don't know anything more about Neil Armstrong except... I guess I vaguely remember that he had a child that Except died. his daughter, right. And you I know didn't know I didn't know about, about that as much as I did here. I knew it as only like a surficial sentence in a Wikipedia entry. I knew that. But and it, and it certainly sets up this thing that happens earlier, but I'll be damned if the film isn't trying its hardest to make him as stoic and as distant and aloof and as unapproachable as possible. Now, maybe he really was like that. And if he is, that's fine. I don't know why I have to watch a movie right. of it like that. <laughs> right. Your, I don't your know line, why I have to watch him do it for so long. Your, your line for us in this instance is always like, if that's the truth, you got to make it better. Right. You know, if that's really what happened, there are things here peppered, uh, getting ahead of myself. I'm at six and a half. I'm, I'm right around yeah. with you. I, I watched it and I was like, There are things in here that are peppered in much more frequently than aren't there that are very interesting. But as soon as it gets interesting, they throw cold water on it. Yeah. And and they keep me at an arm's length. And when I was watching it, I'm like, you guys are Goldilocking yourself into perfect seven area. I just was so bored. Yeah. And it's and it's weird in a way because you don't have to overly dramatize the story to make it have what I was looking for. I just wanted it to be more than 10 total minutes of shaky cam. Cause I get it. Shaky cam right. is what this must feel like. And, and to your point, it exactly in the beginning when he's in like basically this test rocket and shaky cam is everywhere. I'm like, that's probably 100% what it felt like to be in the soup can that's right, right. bouncing around the atmosphere. Holy crap, they do that. And you that. like look down and see yeah. the metal under your right, feet right. getting red. And I'm like, holy, they do that aspect, which is to show how far we've come in relatively short time from where we really were. You're not joking when you said all the stuff that you just said about it. I felt that and I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe these guys had nuts of steel to get in these things right. and push it. And they like, and they close the door and you have to like turn the lock thing yeah, or whatever right. because you here's this is the special door wrench. Right. Don't lose that. Don't lose right. that you're not getting right. out. And you're like, what? Yeah. There's there's so many things that happen with him familiarly, you know, with his his family and his sons that they don't check on except this one scene that they want to work and fails. Yeah. You know, that whole thing 
from start to finish, just from raised voices, now we're in a serious thing. The only thing that was missing there was uh, pandering music to tell me the mood I should be in. You know, it, it's so weird because they've done really good work. La La Land, you know, that was your number one film. I think that might have been my one. Might, maybe it was two, but it, I mean, that's a great film. He did Whiplash. I think Whiplash is yeah, amazing. Yeah. There's just something about his ability to transfer this guy and this time in his life to something that I cared about. Because when we walked out, I went, I, I've seen... I, well, okay, we've said this before too, like with 12 Years a Slave and with all kinds of other films that are set in the 60s, not just about racist uh, times, but I feel like I've seen all the NASA films I need. Yeah. I feel like I've seen all the Civil War films I need. Like, I get it. I may not know every nook and cranny of the story, but I do get it. What Apollo 13 did simply was to tell the story in a way, and, it, and it's not totally fair to, to really throw this in its face, but to tell the story in a way where even though I knew the outcome, I was on the edge of my seat. Right. I know Tom Hanks comes home. I know it. But when there's a moment where I'm not sure, I actually was like, maybe they're changing the story. Right. Maybe it's alternate I, universe. I know the story of Neil Armstrong well enough. And and for me, there was no drama, no action, except when it didn't you know incur him. The scene where they... The astronauts catch fire is frightening. Yeah. And it's so brief and it's so powerful and it's so impactful because later, like you said, all the remaining astronauts in this program kind of look at each other and they're like, right, at, I know how many people I've known have died in the last seven months. Like, holy crap, am I next? Right. Are, are you? You know, and the, the relations that they had with one another are almost the best part of the film, but they're so fleeting. Yeah. It's almost like they can't and wait to even, do the stuff that doesn't engage me even, at all. Even the parts with his wife. Uh, right. are kind of the same. And I felt like, you know, you said like he did Whiplash. Yeah. Um and he did La La Land and he was great. <clears throat> and what was great was that he took these strange but really interesting people. Yeah. And I think in both those movies what he did even though this is kind of a more of a leap in Whiplash he took those people and made them, he, he took like they're ordinary, like you might see them walking down the street. Right. And then he let you know how interesting they really yeah, are. Right, right. Right. And in this movie, he's kind of got his hands tied, right? Because yeah. Neil Armstrong isn't actually interesting. Right. So he's like, right. he's like showing you this guy and going, look, here's all the gory detail of how he's not actually interesting. Yeah. And what I think is weird is he's obviously got his, you know, internal struggle going on and he's a certain kind of person. Right. He's like a certain personality. Yeah. I feel like this movie would have actually been, if you wanted this movie to be interesting, what you do is you just never show him in a rocket. Yeah. It's just, right. it's just all his home life. All of his, in, yeah, it's interpersonal all stuff. he's at the office talking to the other astronauts. I agree. It's just, you know, if you want it to be about him, then... Make yeah. it about him and show him. And at right. some point, he's got to talk to somebody. Him and his wife, this movie spans years, right? Yeah. Him and his wife have to have lots of interesting conversations. Yeah. Other than at one point, she like throws his shit on the floor <laughs> and says, you can't leave. You have to talk to your kids. Right. So that he can go and actually not talk to his kids. Right. And then she goes, okay, fine. Like, I give up. That's right. what you're going to do. Then right. that's what you're going to do. It's like there is an interesting person somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, I don't know what to show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and so I'm going to show very little and then we're going to get in a rocket. Yeah. And, and do, do that. It's like there's these t two different movies going on yeah. that we don't really want to show the one. We want to have yeah, the right. one. But everything that happens with his home life and every time he's just standing there staring, the one part that I liked, and the reason I say I kind of didn't like Ryan Gosling was because he was so wasted. He is wasted. Because this guy, if this is the guy you want, right. you know, there are, there are hard things to do as an actor <coughs> yeah. and there are hard things to do that don't seem like they're hard right. and there are hard things to do that seem like they're hard. You could have anybody be a... This right. guy, robot. You you could have anybody yeah. just kind of stare blankly at you, right? right. <laughs> like anyone could do that. Right. The one thing that I liked, yeah. and it was almost distracting because I thought Ryan Gosling was actually getting to do something, was that yeah. scene where he's outside and he's like, "Do you think that I came right. here because I wanted somebody to talk to you?" Right. 
that was a cool scene. Yeah. That was like a really great scene. And yeah. then all that did was make me go, oh, yeah, I've actually been watching nothing happen for right. a really long right. time. And now you just reminded yep. me of the fact by there's showing a, me something. There's a moment earlier when he's interviewing, you know, and, you know, they're talking about whether or not his his child's death is going to impact any of his decisions. And he's that same guy who snaps at his friend is simmering and you see him yeah. wrestling in that moment and with every emotion that, he's masking and part, letting forward. And he tells them like, I think it would be ridiculous to assume that won't affect that me. That part you know, I thought I was it. great too. And I think that part, uh, and I'm glad you brought it up because I would have forgot about it. I think that part is way better than 90% of the people who see this movie are ever going to realize. Yep. Because that, that was actually Ryan Gosling doing acting. He was working. Like his his yeah. uh, best little bits in La La Land. Where right. He can do stuff and make you see all the shit happening in his yeah, mind. You see him. Because you see that part and that guy asks that question. And I think very few people realize that that guy uh, just almost died. Yeah. Like yeah, Ry- you see Ryan Gosling you, sits yeah, there and yeah. he goes, you just almost died. Right. The, the <laughs> dexterity and what he had to do for the moment that he has to reconcile where he is to, with that question. It happens on his face and you see it flicker right. and flame. And, and to be and able he to grabs do it. That. He literally like, yeah. not literally, he you know, grabs it and wrestles it down and he doesn't do a big gulp, but and you see the, him basically he, just be he like, just gives this well, answer like his, and yeah. then, you know, and I feel like when they get up, if you could see the table, he had to just like dug into right, everything. Right. That's, that looks like an easy scene to do, but you can't just do that. Right. I wanted those scenes later. And, and when he's looking at the moon and he has that reaction, you can hear him simmering. He's almost boiling and he's really grabbing at things right, to right. stay in control. I get if the metaphor is there or if the analogy is is present if if Neil just was always, you know, out of this world. No no pun intended. Right. If he was just always away from his family and everywhere else, if he was always looking somewhere else to go, I get it. I would have loved the movie if he'd never been in a rocket, except the first rocket. Right, right. I, I love the scene, though it is very easy because um, it says more about Neil Armstrong than it says later in any of his stoicism when they're in the test machine and they're, you know, trying not to pass out and he passes out because everyone will pass out and he, you know, everyone's like, okay, next. And he's like, wait, I want, I got this, do it again. And you know, he doesn't. And then he's throwing up everywhere. Like I love, there's like 20 minutes there that I'm in love with this film. And then it just kind of like lets it all go. It doesn't know how to hold anything. And you know, the thing that is especially bad and, and uh, we got to go before we get too long. The thing that sucked too about the movie is that you have those couple of scenes where Ryan Gosling actually gets to do something. Yeah. 90% of the time he's doing nothing. He's doing work that anyone could do and he's just standing there, you know, delivering lines, but he, but it's because he doesn't have anything to do. It's not because he can't do something better with it. Right. And then you get to parts where they're in the rocket and shit's going wrong and the movie can't deliver him being able to show you that he's Neil Armstrong in that moment because the movie is so busy with its shaky cam and with lights flashing and with stuff going on that he doesn't have a chance to deliver it. You get more from Tom Hardy uh, in, in uh, Dunkirk with his mask on the whole time and being able to do something with it though. In that movie, you got a similar situation, right? You got like a mask on, you can only, you can only move so much. You can only look over here so much or whatever. And, And they, the movie gives Tom Hardy a chance to do something with it though. Yeah. And it's surprising what he can do with it. And Ryan Gosling could have done it. Ryan yeah. Gosling could have been that same guy sitting at the table. Yeah. And you know that he can just like rein it in and be in control or whatever. But he doesn't actually give you deliver anything right. in any of those scenes. And there's several of them. There the are movie. many of them, yeah. And, but the movie doesn't give you a chance to do it because all it wants to do is show you shaky cams right. and show the floor. Yeah, right. W- which was cool. It was but cool. Still, There's nothing technically uh, wrong with anything yeah, I saw. But it's like, all like uh, we want to show the yeah. show him spinning and right yeah, <laughs> and right. whatever because that's because that's look it's come cool in later. And look, right. it's like we can stick this in front yeah. of a roller coaster and be on like Star Tours and it feels yeah. just like it. Yeah. Instead of letting him be able to like be that guy in that moment. And when he becomes somebody like, it's almost like he's the Mo to Buzz Aldrin's curly. Like every time they have an interaction, (laughs) he just enjoys slapping him down, you know, metaphorically 
there are these moments that you get hints that there's there's a character here, but he's only really in a relationship with NASA and the astronauts. Not right, not right. with his kids, not with his wife. And I get the death of his daughter, you know, that certainly amputates a part of you. It must. Maybe that's why he's aloof, but explore it. Don't right. just jump right. into something Do's, else. Like, show right. me there who he is. There are parts like that where we're supposed to get something out of the loss of his daughter, but we're supposed to get it because we show his daughter die mm -hmm. and we show him look sad yeah now you do the work like right you know it's right we're not yeah. gonna actually well, do anything with that I, or... I i wavered and teeter-tottered there's a scene that i won't i won't ruin that later i did not i didn't realize i think i think it's not made up i think he really did it like there's a thing that he does to pay respect to his daughter yeah, yeah. on the moon and and i forgot it until i saw it and i went wow that's amazing that's really touching i wish they had built that up a little bit more but it, that kind of works. But when it doesn't work and it seems like it's following that kind of like just brevity of telling something, because like you said a bunch already, we just want to show shaky cam and floorboards. Like, I just feel like that's a bit wasted for the time. And this is this is the same amount of time as overall. It's just, just under three, two and a half hours. Right. And it's just weirdly and, and, boring. And it, and it wastes a lot of that yeah. time and it's kind anyway. of boring. And then uh, before we go, just the one other thing, because you talk about that, uh, that's kind of at the end, obviously. Yeah. yeah that, you know, he does something on it's the moon. a great moon. moment. We won't exactly spoil things, right? Yeah. But then I got to tell you, if that's what you do and, and you kind of get this feeling like we were trying to build up to that because we have him think about his daughter right. once in a while. And then when the movie ends, I thought the movie, this movie has one of the worst endings I've seen, I think, in a long time. Mm -hmm. Because I, we've said this before, too. Like, this is, the, this is the ending of a movie that I didn't get to actually watch. Yeah, right. Because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the power that it should. But more importantly, there is an ending that should happen in this movie yeah. where... We get to see him get something out of it, right? The, like the end of his life, he's supposed to. It, I, I don't know if it's maybe it's not true, maybe it didn't happen. Yeah. But if you're gonna make a movie, right, and spice it up, and the movie actually, the movie I watched has a certain ending that it should have, right? And that is a kind of uh, about him being able to like now breathe, right, or something, right. or like let it out a little or yeah. something. And we don't get that ending. We no. get a very different ending, and we get an ending, like I said, that is the ending of a movie I didn't watch. It's a movie. It, it we get the ending of the movie that I said, where right. we never see him. We never see him in a rocket. It's just all his family and the yeah. people he works with and everything. And then it ends like this movie, and then and then you're like, okay, all right, oh, yeah, right, I'm in. <laughs> but yeah. that's not what happened. No, so that's weird. All right. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so uh, we got to get out of here next week. Uh, big things that open anyway, I think, are uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Suspiria opens, but it's very limited it's, next I was week. Say, it's that's not limited. Till, it's not till the next week, but there is. Uh, we got to do Bohemian Rhapsody, mm -hmm. and then. The other like kind of big thing that I'm actually excited to see what the response is is uh, this crazy Nutcracker movie, the yeah. Nutcracker and the Horsemen or the whatever, yep. and it's uh, some kind of trying to just jazz up yeah. a property that right. we have so that yep. we can make some more money off yeah. of it somehow. Because it's Nutcracker season. Um, Let's sell it, them. It looks it looks really weird. It, I, I want to see what people do with that because it looks like it could be awful, but it looks yeah. like it could be pretty good. It too. looks so yeah, that could go the other way. It, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but those are the, the two big things. And then, as we said at the beginning, after that, it's after that week, it's probably going to be season. crazy time. Yeah. 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 And, I uh, love it. And who knows how I've many been, movies. I've been we'll waiting be all doing. year for it. Yeah. Yeah. There will probably, by that time, it'll be the middle of November and right. it'll probably be yeah. several movies a week and you won't get to know what we think about yeah. them really. <laughs> right. We'll just do rat-a-tat-tat -tat stuff but, but uh yeah we'll let you go thanks for cool. tuning in and uh please please yeah. share subscribe rate us on itunes and uh, otherwise trick your friends into listening to us thanks. thanks bye hey listeners on behalf of myself and shane leonard we want to thank you for tuning in once again the are you screening podcast is brought to you by are and a lot of wonderful people who help us out Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. 
Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.